1: You're listening to Viewpoint Alabama, a public affairs program from the Alabama Radio Network about the people, places, and events that impact our state. Well, hello
2: and welcome to Viewpoint Alabama. I'm your host, Leah Brandon, and back today is one of our return guests that we just absolutely love. It's Clay Ingram, the uh, Director of Public Relations with AAA Alabama. How are you doing, Clay?
3: I'm doing great, Leah. How are you?
2: I'm doing very well, but I do understand... I've been hearing about it everywhere. You guys have kicked off. It's not the driving while intoxicated campaign. You have something else, and I'm so happy that you have it. Tell us about driving while intoxicated. <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, a lot of people a lot of people are guilty of, of uh, engaging in that behavior, and yeah. we're we're kind of trying to raise awareness of it. You know, it's. Uh, uh for the past 50 years everybody's been talking about the dangers of drinking and driving and and yes that is extremely dangerous but we we've made some progress with that it uh we we still got a long way to go but uh but you know compared to the 1980s our uh, the number of of our alcohol impaired crash fatalities is about half of, wow. of, of what it was in the 1980s so so we've we've made some progress there and and again still have a long way to go no question about it but uh, we need to do the same thing with texting and driving. So we have started this campaign that's called Don't Drive Intoxicated and Don't Drive Intexticated because we we know for certain uh, that it's a huge, huge problem. It's underreported. Uh, with, it is underreported. Accidents go, yes, because people, much like drinking and driving, they don't want to admit that they were doing something like that while they were driving because. They know that that kind of puts them at fault. So. Well,
2: Clay, let me just ask you a question, and I may be putting you on the spot. It may not have been reported. You may not even have this information, but just as a casual observer, it appears to me, and I'm sure that everyone listening out there has possibly had this thought cross their mind, all of a sudden... It seems like the number of rear end collisions is skyrocketing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it does it does seem that way to me as well. Uh I don't have any stats in in front of me here about that, but right. but but mm-hmm. my my personal opinion is is the same as yours. I think we've seen that uh increase and uh and and you know just personal experience yeah. the number of people that that tailgate you now uh out there on a daily basis has seemed to to increase as well. Um, They just don't give you as much space between you and the vehicle in front of you, you know, as they used to. And you should have at least two car lengths. And and on the interstate, it should be much more than that. Uh, But people don't want to do that because they find that other cars come into that gap if they give that uh, that gap there.
2: (laughs) We're all so aggressive now when we're out there driving. The roads are packed. They're not keeping up. For instance... I was driving down uh, 65 not too long ago. I missed an exit. It took me nine miles to find a new exit. And by the time I had turned around to get to where I was going, there's only two lanes of the 65. Now, there was a truck that was pulled over. All he was doing was changing a tire. This seemed to be like the number one emergency. All the police came out. They shut down one lane, even though the truck tire was on the far side of the road. It's just stupidity as well as inconvenience out there that's driving the drivers crazy. I do have sympathy because the roads need to be built wider. However, just because we have these issues going on, you really should not text and drive. Uh, we, there's a very, you know, sadly, a famous story about a woman who is now combing the state, trying to bring awareness to this because she lost her dear daughter, who was 18 years old, texting while driving. And she yep. now is out there trying to get the message across. I, I just, I'm wondering, what is your campaign about what are you trying to do to get people to stop doing this?
3: We, you know, the the number one thing that we need to do is make it socially unacceptable, much like drinking and driving. I has agree. Become. and and most people, hey, see, we did a we did a, a survey uh, this year about that, and we we found that ninety seven percent of drivers out there say that texting or emailing while driving is a either a serious or very serious threat to safety. Yet of those same 97% of those drivers, those same people, 45% of them actually admitted to reading a text or email within the past month. Oh sure. So it's one of those things that people say, well I know it's really dangerous, I don't want anybody else doing it out there, but I'm going to do it. I I'll be okay. I, I can do it. I can I can text and drive and still be safe. But but that's just not true. People think that they're good at it and that they're kind of above the uh the not above necessarily the law, but above the the risk factor. Uh and and it it's just not true. Um distracted driving is the third leading cause of crash fatalities on the highways in the U.S. Speeding's number one, uh, DUI is number two, and distracted driving is number three. And we, we see, we've seen uh, right now we're seeing an average of nine people per day killed due to dis- distracted driving, mm. and more than 1,000 people injured every day. Uh, due to distracted driving. So we need people to be aware of that and understand that that distracted driving, texting and driving is is, is obviously it's the same thing, but it's it's on the same level of danger as drinking and driving. It's it a sure is. different kind of thing, but <laughs> right. the level of danger and you know we see different levels of danger. Changing your radio station is dangerous, but it's not quite as dangerous as uh, drinking and driving, texting and driving, things like that. Because if you're texting or even reading a text in, in the car while you're behind the wheel, you're taking at least one hand off the steering wheel, maybe yep. both. Yep. You're taking your eyes off the road and putting them on your phone. And more importantly, you're taking your focus and attention off of driving and putting that on the, the message on your phone as well. So if you're doing that, then then you have to wonder, Hey, hey, who's driving? Because at that point, it sure isn't you.
2: <laughs> That's a fact. You know, I'm wondering if, uh, for instance, how some people I think the, the legislature finally just plugged a uh, loophole where if you're busted drinking and driving now, you actually have to put that device in your car. That you have to blow in it, whatever that thing's called. The interlock device is what it's called. The interlock device, okay? And for a while, if you took a certain program, you didn't have to do that. Um, And, you know, people are multiple repeat offenders until it gets so bad that they have to make a change. So, what I'm wondering is when is a device like that going to become standard in cars? A device... To block being able to text or even basically use your phone, except for GPS or something like that, when it's rolling.
3: Yeah, it, it it'll happen sooner or later because the the level of of accidents and deaths is going to keep climbing um, and, until somebody really is kind of forced to do something about that. Because uh, right now the The numbers are going up every year, and those are just the numbers that get reported that's right and and there are a lot of accidents and a lot of crashes, a lot of deaths that are due to distractions, and in particular texting uh, that that go unreported that that we we can't really you know, point a finger at that particular crash or, or fatality or whatever and say this was due to distracted driving right? because it, it's, it's just not reported as such when it probably really was. Right,
2: so, and there's also privacy issues. I know that police departments sometimes cannot grab your phone and just start going through it. People are trying to pass laws across the country against that, which is just ridiculous because it is so dangerous. And all you have to do is when you're driving home this afternoon or sometime next week when you're driving home from work, just put your phone down on your drive home. I know it's impossible. Every single person out there is looking at their phone while they're driving. Put your phone down and look around you. Look yeah,
3: it, around. Absolutely. And it, it's, it's just so tempting. I know it is. And and most people blame this on the teenagers, but to be honest, this, oh, it's adults. It, it, it's everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. In, in
3: fact, the the age group this uh, uh, the most likely to be texting and driving is actually the thirty the thirties and forties age group are the ones most likely to be texting more so than the teenagers. And, so,
2: you know, that it, stuff comes from work. Is what that comes from. Right. I get work texts and emails. Twenty four seven, like I can never ever unplug, and so that's people trying to check in because of work. And you know, you just have to say, "Look, I'm on my way home. I need the peace. I need the peace. Don't yeah. bother me on the phone. I'm in the car. You know, remember <laughs> the right. remember the days when you always kept your cell phone." Uh, conversation so short because you were charged for each one remember the good old days bring it back you know no texting no (laughs) driving while texting it's insane and you know I just recovered from a car crash I don't know for sure whether or not texting was involved but it's taken me four months I'm still going to the chiropractor I'm still in pain Okay, so think about even if you don't kill someone, you're going to hurt yourself and really regret it, or you're going to hurt someone else and regret
0: it.
3: Yeah, and and we see the people out there doing it, uh, you know, day after day after day, and you see people weaving back and forth and slowing down and, you know, doing all that crazy (laughs) stuff. All day,
0: all yeah. day
3: and it's one of those things it's, it's it's similar to drinking and driving you think it's not going to happen to you until it does and then it's too late yeah and then you and then you you just you know if you talk to somebody that's been involved uh in an accident that was connected to some kind of distracted driving and texting or something like that uh you know
0: it's brutal find Out
3: very quickly that it's it's tough it's really tough and uh there have been several deaths just in the last few weeks around the state that were connected to distracted driving, and you know we just—it's it, tough. But you've got to put the phone down, and you can almost all phones now have uh, an automated message that you can turn on. That uh, when somebody texts you, they get a, an immediate response. That says, "Hey, I'm driving right now. I'll text you
1: uh, when I arrive at
3: my destination." Just and, do it. So yeah, just just put your phone in the car. Uh, when you when you get in the car, put your phone in the glove box or the console and close it up where you can't see it so that you're not tempted to pick it up when you're driving down the road, especially with all this construction going on around the state. Uh, there are people slamming on their brakes and changing lanes uh, very quickly and suddenly. There's a lot of stop-and-go traffic out there, and it's just so, so dangerous. And 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 most people just think they're above the danger because nothing bad has happened to them yet.
2: Yeah, well, you know, there a flag person was run over in Shelby County uh, just a couple of weeks ago. They're they're doing a lot of repaving uh, throughout the state, but specifically in Shelby County is what I'm familiar with. Um, and there have been two accidents on the road where people just are not paying attention, and they're slamming into the flag men. The flagmen who are trying to get you to stop because they're down to one lane. It's really insane. It's extremely dangerous. People are getting hurt, and it's not that important. I don't care who you are, it's not that important, okay? It can wait.
3: And, and if you feel like if, if you're waiting on some important text message and your phone beeps, find some place to stop. Find the Exa- safe that's place to do. pull off. Take it, if you're on the interstate, find the next exit, pull off, right. sit in a gas station parking lot, and then pick the phone up, take care of it, and then get back on the road. You, you'll lose two or three minutes, you know, and it's just, it's just not worth putting your life and other people's lives at risk.
2: Amen to that. I really appreciate you doing the Do Not Drive While Intoxicated campaign. I hope you have a lot of success with it. I think it's something we definitely need. And if everyone out there is listening, if you could just start changing your habits in your car right now, you would save lives. You would make sure that people aren't getting hurt and just start passing it around. Remember when we were all forced to put that seatbelt on. Now you feel unsafe without it. It's the same thing. Don't text and drive. Clay Ingram from AAA, thank you so much for being on Viewpoint, and we will talk to you again soon.
1: Thanks, You're listening to Viewpoint Alabama, a public affairs program from the Alabama Radio
4: Network. Welcome to Viewpoint. Dollar Bill and Mattis here. And we're- a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
5: We're going to talk about an event, one of the, if not one of, it's the biggest event in the state of Alabama, really, because at one point in time, Talladega, Alabama, becomes one of the most populated areas in the state. We have Grant Lynch on the phone with us from the Talladega Super Speedway. Good morning, Grant. Good morning. Thank you all for having me on.
0: Yeah, are you excited for this year's race? It's going to be a big one.
6: Yeah, we are excited. You know, we had uh, Ricky Stenhouse won last year for his first victory, and that was so cool when he won, and then he got out of the car, and he talked about how Mississippi didn't have a track, so he was leaving Talladega his home track.
0: Oh. Uh-huh. Then,
6: he, then he went down to Daytona and won, won the 400 at Daytona in July. So he won back-to-back restrictor plate races. So if you run Talladega, you're always going to have him at the top of your list of people you'd like to see do good again.
5: Darn yeah. right. and you know Of course, the race is the April 27th, 28th, 29th. It's the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday groupings of days as we uh, make Talladega just an amazing place. Of course, we also have some earlier days too. People come in, and Grant, how many years has this been at Talladega now?
6: I got here in February of '93, so I've been here. I got here about a month before that giant snowstorm, if you remember, wow, yeah. March the second or third, whenever it was. And I got here, and I was living in a little bitty blockhouse <laughs> up here. My my wife was still in North Carolina with the kids, and uh, and we, Mike Helton, and I. He was president of the track then, and now it's with NASCAR for many years. But he and I have got a picture of us with snow literally up to our thighs mm. standing right by our front entrance sign out here. So that's when I started. Wow. Man.
5: What an auspicious start.
0: Yeah, and things have, right, have exactly. gotten so, – I love everything that you guys do at Talladega. But, you know, you guys are known as the fan fun track. Why, you know, why do you get that, that billing? Why are there so many things that, that you do for fans?
6: Well, I think part of it comes from having the most iconic infield in motorsports, it's just the party atmosphere of that infield, and it just grows from there outward through the campgrounds and everything. And I do want to stress to people: while we have a party side, we have an alcohol-free campground. We have times at our campgrounds where we close some of them at midnight and ask everybody to calm down and, and stop the noise. So we've got various campgrounds you can get in out here. We're the only racetrack that has unlimited free camping, and by that I mean. We have hundreds of acres in three different locations on our property for free camping. And then you've got the widest seats in motorsports. Our lower seats are 21-inch chair-back seats. Our upper seats are 22-inch chair-back seats. We bring in those four giant screen TVs, which are right behind Pit Road. So basically, you're sitting in those beautiful wide seats. Mm -hmm. You're watching the most competitive racetrack on the planet. And you look up right in front of you, and you've got that giant TV up there for your replays when they're over on the back stretch or down in the turns. Mm -hmm. So basically, we're building the biggest man cave or family (laughs) cave, is a better way to put it, in the world. And so it's it's right here twice a year.
5: Well, you know, that's a good point that this is for uh, this is something everybody can enjoy. And you know what I love about Talladega Grant is that the legacy of the place is amazing. I remember when I'm old enough, I remember when they built the track and now you've got third, fourth generations of families that have been coming since they were kids. I mean, you really can uh, bridge three, four generations. Yeah, and I mean, think about the racers that have been through here. Dale Sr. and Dale Jr. have
6: been here and now are are gone, you know. Right. And and so, you know, and then you've got Chase Elliott coming up. Now, there's a great name for anybody that knows much about Talladega. His daddy ruled the place for Mm. years when he was going so fast in that Red Thunderbird Mm -hmm. and everything. So when you talk about why are we the fan-friendly track – one of the things is the land and everything else we've got, but the other thing is we try hard. You know, we have two giant parties in the infield. The first one starts on Friday night with right after our ARCA race. We have mm-hmm. three races in three days. The ARCA race is at five, and then we have the big one on the boulevard, which is a giant party for our infield guests and all of our renewal customers. In other words, if you buy a ticket mm-hmm. and you renew it during our period, you get to come in for that party on Friday night. Nice. And you roll out around into Saturday when we have the Sparks Energy 300, an X-Guard Affinity race, that's followed by Uncle Cracker playing our infield. Nice. Here's another reason tr- fans <laughs> like it.
0: And I saw With- you guys were doing some interesting fan competitions this year. <laughs> I, uh, that's can on we,
6: the big one on Boulevard. Can,
0: yeah, can we talk about some of these? Okay, Chop It Like It's Hot, a team pork chop eating contest using no hands. That should That's be right. fine. How do you eat a pork chop
5: without your hands? <laughs> is it boneless? It's,
0: it's very difficult. <laughs> oh my god! I would
6: think that. Hopefully, they're bone free. Yeah, but who knows?
0: And then, uh, <laughs> uh, trap queen: four ladies equipped with sponges run through a pit of six hundred gallons of a mystery substance. Oh my god! I don't know what it is either. Oh yeah, I, okay. I never
6: know till I get there what, what exactly is going to happen. But go ahead. What's the there's
0: there's a musical chairs uh, race with ball exercise balls and race tires. And there's yeah. a, a, a contest where um, contestants use a plunger and rolls of toilet paper and it's called Stick It To Me. So I'm, I'm very excited about seeing some of these things. You guys do entertainment like nobody else
6: yeah and 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 the saturday night is uncle cracker yeah here's another thing uh, if, with your sunday race ticket you buy your sunday race ticket that gets you into saturday night's party as well So nice. it's another value added double value when you buy something you get something else from us so uh, i i give it a lot to my team for thinking up the various things to do mm-hmm. and the concerts have always been big for us on saturday night and people seem to enjoy that but it And uh, hopefully we'll catch some good weather. Right now it looks like some rain early next week which I always like to have rain early, and yeah. hopefully it blows out and we can get get about three or four days in
5: uh-huh. where
6: we don't have any. So we'll have to see.
5: Speaking of the days coming up for this thing, let, let's talk about uh, what people can take advantage of with uh, Talladega for this weekend. Of course, everybody focuses on the three race days, the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday races, but people can come even earlier than that, can't they? And don't you have practice runs and stuff? What? Tell me when it all really starts and what they can take advantage of.
6: Yeah, we actually, uh, people start lining up Sunday, this wow. coming Sunday. That's amazing. And they'll be out along the boulevard out here, and we stage them up because they get in line to go into the North Park. That's our one of our free campgrounds, which is over by I-20. There's 200 acres wow. out there. Gee. And so they'll be lined up, and by Monday morning, when we open the, the camp and campgrounds, there'll probably be 50 rvs out there wow
0: and so Already. they go
6: to their little spot wherever they like out there and then of course they'll get together with their friends and everything so we start filling up on monday and it continues through tuesday and then and then we open the infield and they can start going in there and so that starts filling up our infield actually sold out four months ago wow, wow. Yeah, yes now that. that's that's spots, that's not people. We, you can you can buy an infill pass and go in, but the, the spots all sold like out RV four spots. months ago. So yeah. it's the hottest ticket we got right now is the infill.
0: <laughs> and, you know, some of the cool stuff that you can do uh, for Talladega Weekend that you might not know about, I was looking uh, this year that the, there's a kids VIP experience, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, I've got kids and you th- I think about them, and this is a really neat way for them to kind of get behind the scenes access of the sport. Can you talk about that a little bit?
6: Yeah, it's actually an upgraded opportunity for for a child to get right up front of where the drivers are going to be that morning, whether it be going into the drivers' meeting or down being introduced to the crowd. We have little roped off compounds for those kids right there,
3: mm-hmm. you
6: know, at the front of the things where they can see the drivers. That's what a lot of them want to see and everything. So that's that's one of the things we do, and then and then you know you can you can buy pit passes you can mm-hmm. buy upgraded experiences you know as well and to be down by the pre-race stage and everything we sell that and everything so there's, there's upgrades throughout the property during the weekend you can weekend
0: even get a, a lap you can right you can even do uh, like a yeah lap we're going to have
6: hand. two we're going to have two periods where we're going to have allow the fans in the infield to drive on the track as well as fans outside to bring their own personal cars in now you can't go fast. We put a truck in front of everybody and a truck behind everybody, and we take them around at a controlled speed. But it's an opportunity to drive your vehicle mm-hmm. on Talladega. We well, have to go and kind we'll of go,
0: fast, we'll, don't you? <laughs> well,
6: <laughs> you tend to make it around the course. You know, the, the jet drivers go around at about 10 miles an hour or oh, okay. something. So gotcha. it's, it's, it, you can go pretty good, but they've got dual tires on the back, too. But yeah. it puts a lot of strain on your tires sideways. Uh-huh. You, you really don't turn the wheel left. If you're driving around there just in your own car, huh.
1: you wouldn't turn
6: the wheel left. Now it doesn't make any sense because you're going you're going left all the whole time, and basically because you know we run in that uh, counterclockwise motion, and. You don't turn the wheel left to you get to 103 miles an hour.
5: Yeah. Wow. You're just uh, the centrifugal force. You're just going around That's the button. amazing. Bu- I tell you, it's amazing when you realize some of those guys are five stories high when they're up near the wall going fast, and they're looking five stories basically mm. down to the middle of the track. Just, it is an experience. And driving around, it's amazing.
6: Oh, it, it truly is. And I I, you know, I think back to my, my first, people ask me, you know, what's the most unusual thing that happened to you? And, and it really was my first six months here because I was running the Winston Cup program for R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company. We had our championship in Atlanta, and that was the one where Davey Allison, Alan Kowicki, and Bill Elliott were just all tied up in the points. Oh, yeah. Davey got in trouble early and got fell behind. Bill and Kowicki were riding around. Alan, his crew chief said, pull in, Alan. And he said, nope. He said, if I stay out one more lap, I'm going to lead the most laps, and that, that can get me a point. That point that he got by staying out that lap won him the championship.
5: Wow. wow, one point. And now
6: then, then I came to Talladega. Alan, who was the champion from the you know the race at Atlanta, he crashes and dies going into Bristol mm-hmm. for the race. And then it comes up on my race. I was running the, the July race that year. Mike Mike ran the May race, and then I took over for him and I ran the July race. David crashes his helicopter thirteen days before our race in our infield. Right. And he dies, That's amazing. and so that was my mm. first six months right there. Wow. I was
5: supposed to have been with him in that helicopter that day. Really? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good heavens! Isn't that amazing? I couldn't I do it. I had that, a though. I had a remote at a radio station. I couldn't. I had to call him two days before and tell him I couldn't go with him and red. Wow. Bumps, somebody isn't it? was somebody up above. Looking out for you. Well, mm-hmm. I'd have been okay in the back seat, but oh boy, Scary, yeah. I wouldn't want to have been there. Well, I tell you, Grant, we're getting close on time, so we want to make sure we know if people who are listening want to come to Talladega, how can they get in touch with you guys? How can they buy tickets? How can they get, get in?
6: Yeah, I'd go to the website, TalladegaSuperspeedway That's where you can see all the things we've been talking about this morning, all the packages you can buy and everything else, and then call us at eight seven seven. Go to the number two on your phone, DIGA, D-E-G-A.
0: Cool. And who's your uh, grand marshal this year that's always exciting to, to hear about?
6: Um it's going to be Gus Miles on ah, Auburn it's fans. Really. Auburn yeah. fans are going to love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I always tell when Saban came and Gus came the last time they both came.
0: Uh huh. I told both
6: of them. I said, "You're going to get booed up there," and they said, "Oh." And then each, which one of them would say, "Well, the Auburn fans." Another one said, "Well, it's Alabama fans." I said, "Yeah." Yeah. And LSU, Mississippi, yeah. Tennessee, Georgia, Florida. I said, That's we, we right. We got them all. That's
0: true. And you know, <laughs> there's right. there's something cool else that I'm looking forward to seeing this year. The uh, Geico 500 winner will be getting a Vulcan trophy oh it
6: is so cool it's three foot it's, it's tall actual sized replica it weighs about 120 pounds Good Lord. of the Vulcan statue and that's and Joey uh Chipwood and no, Joe Chipwood Joey Logano got the first one and he immediately ordered an extra one to take home to his house and I think the team team owner also got one too. Really? So they, they love that trophy it's very cool
5: that is really cool that's amazing.
6: Well, it's the most iconic thing around here that's, that's known, and, and it's such an iconic structure, and, and they gave us permission to use that as our trophy, and the folks that have gotten them so far are just just thrilled about it. So, uh,
0: Tell me one more time how you can uh, get involved here uh, with Talladega. You can get tickets online. You can get tickets by calling. How do the kids get in free on Friday and Saturday?
6: They just they just walk up and you know they, they come in free and, and they just walk up to the deal and the parent buys their minutes and it, and it says my kid's right here is under twelve and they get to come in.
0: Oh, good, good.
5: Yeah, it's yeah, so family friendly, man. That is, Grant, that is amazing, and I think this is going to be a great year. I hope the weather's wonderful, and uh, for folks who are you know people come, people forget, people come from all over the world, all over the country to Talladega for this race.
6: Yeah, we sell tickets in every fifty states and probably you know. 15 to 20 foreign countries and everything Mm. our average distance travels 290 miles plus every race we're so
5: lucky because most people in alabama can get there within just less than a couple hours that's right that's right but thank
6: y'all so much for having me on again and i appreciate it and folks just go to com, or then call us at 877 go to digga
5: dega
0: thank you grant lynch we're talking about talladega it's coming up next weekend It's going to be April 27th, 28th, and 29th. Uh, Thank you again, Grant.
5: Thank you.
6: Thank you all for having me on. Bye-bye.
1: You've been listening to Viewpoint Alabama, a public affairs program from the Alabama Radio Network. The opinions expressed on Viewpoint Alabama are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or advertisers of this station. If you have any comments or questions about the program, please send an email to viewpointalabama at arnnet.com. You can also send a letter to the Alabama Radio Network, 600 Beacon Parkway West, Suite 400, Birmingham, Alabama, 35209. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next week for another Viewpoint Alabama from the Alabama Radio Network.